0: Castaway Show with Dave Dolan. Hello out there, Anza. You're listening to KOYT, Coyote Radio 963 on your dial. My name is Dave Dolan, and I'm here with your local fishing source of information of reports. This is the Castaway Show. Join me now and I'll try to bring you the best local information on where to go, how to catch them, and just enjoy your time on the water. Now, this is just my second edition of this show. I'm not a radio man, so this is all new to me. I'm still trying to work off the rough edges, but I would like your input on this show. Let me know what you think of it. If there's anything you'd like me to cover that I'm missing, if you have any special reports, or if you would even like to come in here and share with me some of your favorite fishing stories. I won't even make you tell what your favorite spots are, but you can reach us at programming at 963koyt.org that's programming p-r-o-g-r-a-m-m-i-n-g at 963koyt.org so give me your input and be a part of this show and we'll make it all work for us for their best source of local information for fishing here in Anza. Okay, Anza, I'd like to start out with the fishing reports. Let's start off with what's most local, the closest one to us here. That would be Lake Hemet. Unfortunately, Lake Hemet has not been stocked for several months now, and up there at the lake, they're still waiting for the DFG to come in and put some trout into that lake. But until they do, your best bet is probably going to be bass or bluegill fishing. Hope you catch something, because um, now the water's turning cooler. Those warm water fish are going to be a little less active, but once they get that Stalking from the DFG up there, I'm sure things will pick up quite a bit. Down the hill from us, Diamond Valley, they report they have the full menu going right now. They're catching bass, striped bass, catfish, and bluegill. They say they're good on all of them, so that would be a good bet for the whole menu down there. Looking also down the hill at Lake Skinner, they had their first stalking of trout on November the 2nd. Sometimes it takes a little while for these trout to get settled in, and the bite hasn't been real good down there yet, but they're getting their next stocking of trout on November the 11th, and they hope at that point they'll be getting trout every two weeks. Once the water cools down even a little bit more, these fish get settled in. I'm looking for Lake Skinner to really take off on the fishing down there. And also, we all know those uh, striped bass down there, they have a pretty good appetite for those rainbows, so look for those uh, stripers to maybe get bigger too. Well, I want to switch to the saltwater scene right now. And uh, some of this fishing down there right now, it's tell me it's November. They're having excellent fishing down there in some of the areas out of both San Diego, Dana Point, Oceanside area. The, The tuna fishing out of San Diego is rated as a little bit slow, but I think the reason for that being is that they've had so many fewer people going out on boats, they just haven't been sending boats out. And tuna is one thing you've got to have coverage to be able to find the fish. So if they lucked out and had enough boats going out, I think we still may have the tuna down there, but generally though, it's rated as slow. Going up the coast from there at Oceanside, Oceanside has been targeting the San Clemente area and they have still been having excellent bluefin tuna fishing out there. They've been averaging one to two fish per angler on these boats. But don't be fooled by that number. These are big fish. The fish start out probably in the 40 to 50 pound range, but 80 pounders are common, and there was also a 106 pound bluefin tuna landed this last week. Now this is the kind of fishing you usually get during the middle of summer, but here it is, November, and they're still getting them down there. Moving on up the coast a little farther up to Dana Point Landing, What they're experiencing now is some really good calico bass fishing. And with the number of people and boats going out, they're not pursuing the tuna right now, but they're staying in close, and they're having some good, really good on the calico bass. And they're doing catch and release on most of these. They're having over 100 fish day counts on their boats down there for the calicos. Then moving even farther up the coast to Long Beach, they have had excellent yellowtail fishing this last week. Their boats going out have been averaging between 100 to 160 fish on each of these boats. So if you really want to try to stretch out the season a little bit now, I can tell you from my own experience that this is a November to remember. There's some really good fishing going on on the saltwater scene. Now I do know that next week, the long range weather forecasts are calling for some uh, rainstorms to come down the coast. I will tell you that once these cold winter storms start working down the coast, these fish counts are going to go down. So if you want to try to squeeze in one of these late season trips, now would be the good time to do it before we go into the winter mode. Well, fishermen, we've been talking a lot about where to catch, how to catch them and all, but I want to talk about my second most favorite thing, and that is how to take care of those fish and how to cook them. I've often thought that in my next life I want to come back as an executive chef at a sportsman lodge because I love to cook fish now I know that either maybe you have said or you have heard other people say well I don't like fish because fish tastes fishy well I got some news for you good fish does not taste fishy if your fish tastes fishy there were things that were done wrong first of all if you bought your fish in a store you may have bought fish that is not very good quality Now, I'm not gonna tell you where to buy fish or anything, one store or the other, but I will say if you're gonna buy fish from a store, buy it where they sell a lot of fish. That way, you know they're turning it over a lot and something's not gonna be sitting there for very long. Another thing to look for is also if you buy fish that's flash frozen and vacuum sealed, you're probably gonna end up with a good quality of fish there too. But if you go into a store, and I know a lot of stores will sell something like trout with the head still on, look at the eyes of that fish. Are those eyes a little bit glazed over or milky color? If they are, guess what? That fish is going to taste fishy because it's not very fresh. Also, when you look at fish in a store, if it's in a filet cut, I like to just kind of look at the color of the fish. If it's a darker meat fish, like a yellowtail, salmon, that fish should almost have a, a A brightness or a shine to it. If it looks a little bit dull, color or just doesn't really excite you, chances are that's probably not very fish, fresh fish. So, I would use those guidelines and and um, use those guidelines for when you're buying fish in a store. I'm a little bit different though. I go to the source for my fish. I can't even remember the last time I bought fish in a store. The best fish will always be those fish that you catch yourself, or if you look for a label that says wild caught, you're probably going to end up with a really good quality fish there. Now, when you catch your own fish, there's a few things you got to remember too. Now, think about when you were a little kid, the first time you went fishing and maybe your dad took you out there and you caught that trout or a bluegill and you pulled it up on the shore and as a little kid you probably pulled it up on the ground there and you watched it flop around you laughed and it was kind of neat to look at it and then finally you put it on a stringer and you threw that stringer out in the warm water there and that fish it kicked around a little bit before it died then after that when you were done fishing for the day maybe you put it in a gunny sack you drove home then when you got home i want to tell you what you have now you have cat food you've got to take care of your fish if you want a good quality when you do get home now when you catch a fish probably the most humane thing you can do for it is kill it as quick as you can i know that sounds cruel but it's the the most humane thing you can do what i like to do is when you first catch it you cut the gill just a slight cut like under the chin of the fish between the gills While it's still alive, and what that's gonna do, it's gonna bleed, the fish is gonna bleed its blood out naturally, and you want the blood out of that fish. The next most important thing you could do is probably gut that fish, and then get it on ice as soon as you can. Now, if you follow those steps, you're gonna be taking home a lot better quality product than you would otherwise. Next, once you get home, as far as cleaning your fish, I like to fillet my fish. Generally, I catch fish that are big enough to be able to fillet them. One thing that we kind of overlook sometimes is you got to keep that fillet knife clean. Just imagine now, say you're cleaning a fish, you stick a fillet knife into the fish, you're cleaning the guts out and all that. Do you want to put that same fillet knife right into the fillet and cut the fish like that? no you want to have a clean fillet board and a clean knife you don't want the fish guts on that good fillet of fish that you have then also after you've cleaned your fish whether you kept it whole body or filleted you've got to have that fish relatively fresh you've got to eat if you're not going to eat it within three days you've got to do something with it what I do with all my fish is I vacuum seal. I have there's several commercial grade vacuum sealers out there. I won't name their names, but I vacuum seal all my fish. If you do this properly, I've had fish up to two years old that still taste really good. The big thing is you've got to keep that air off the fish. If you put it into a gallon freezer bag and you know you think you squeeze the air out, you haven't. And any air pockets in there is gonna cause that fish to deteriorate really fast. And within a few weeks, you've got some nice cat food there. So if you don't have a vacuum seal and you have to put them in freezer bags, one little trick I learned is put them in that freezer bag and then submerge that freezer bag into a big pot of water. And as you submerse it down, you're squeezing all the air out as you ziplock it across the top. That will sort of give you, you might say, a poor man's vacuum seal. But, you know, minus a vacuum seal that is an alternative that you can do there. Okay, we've caught our fish, we brought them home, we've cleaned them, we're either gonna have them fresh or we vacuum sealed them. Now we're gonna get ready to cook our fish. Now, the first thing you wanna do is when, whether your fish has been kept fresh or if you um, have vacuum sealed and frozen it, once, it's very important when you thaw your fish, you want to thaw that fish in a refrigerator don't leave it out on the kitchen counter and let it get up to room temperature. That's going to make it taste fishy. So, anyhow, do that slow freeze in, slow, excuse me, that slow thaw out in, in your refrigerator. Another very important thing to do is before you cook your fish, you want to wrap your fish in some paper towels to reek the, the water out of the fish. Fish juice does not taste good. If you cook your fish in a lot of water, a lot of its juice, it's going to taste fishy. So the morning that you're going to cook your fish, wrap it up in paper towels. A few hours later, check it again. It'll probably be wet towels. Wrap them up again in those paper towels and do that two or three times until you have a nice dry filet of fish. This dry filet fillet of fish is going to absorb the seasoning so much better and you'll have a really good taste to your fish right there. Now, after you've all done that, it's time to season your fish. Now, this is just up to your own personal taste. Personally, I find that garlic pepper, a little Italian dressing, goes a long ways on most of your fish. There are a lot of different commercial-grade seasonings. That's up to your taste, whatever you like to do on that. But I have three rules that are very important on cooking your fish. The first rule is do not overcook your fish. The second rule is do not overcook your fish. And my third rule is, don't overcook your fish. Overcooked fish tastes fishy. What you want to do is, I like to, on my tuna and your darker fish meats, almost leaving that little pinkish inside there. You don't have to eat raw fish, and I really don't care for raw fish all that much myself, but if you overcook your tuna, it's going to take fishy. Also, when you're, when you're cooking your fish, just before you're done, I love to put that squeeze of fresh lemon on top of it. That is such a flavor enhancer. It'll really set off the flavors of your fish and whatever you've seasoned them with. So anyhow, there are a lot of different recipes out there you can use, but these are just the basics on it. But the most important thing is taking care of that fish before you cook it, and please don't overcook it. I do want to say some of the benefits of eating fish. In my house, we have fish probably three or four nights a week. I just love eating fresh fish and I got a lot of recipes too. The biggest benefit I find is every year I go to the doctor and have my physical exam, just this last year he told me, Dave, he said, whatever you're doing, keep it up. He knows what I'm eating. So that fresh fish is gonna have a very beneficial health effect for you. Your omega-3s, the fish oils, is probably the best meat you can incorporate in your diet. And if you do all these suggestions I gave you, you'll have a very good quality there and you'll really enjoy eating your fish. Well, okay, anglers, that was a um, lot of, lot for you to digest out there about taking care of your fish. But if you follow those basic guidelines, I, you'll end up with a good product and your fish will not taste fishy. And you may end up eating it as much as I do. Well, when it comes to recipes, I'd like to close out tonight's show with um, with a fishing recipe. Now, I know we're getting close to the holiday time right now, so I'm going to give you a recipe that I use a lot. I know at Thanksgiving and Christmas, we usually don't think of fish, but this one's kind of an appetizer. And um, when our family gets together, I always make this one. And at Thanksgiving and Christmas, everybody knows that Brother Dave and Uncle Dave is going to bring his ceviche. So I want to give you this recipe here because it's a really good appetizer. And if it's done right, I can almost promise you it'll be the quickest thing to go at your next get-together. Now, ceviche... This is fish, you're not cooking your fish, but don't be turned off by that. What you're doing is you're cooking the fish in lemon juice. Start off, I like the lighter color fish, but you can do this with yellowtail. or actually just about any fish works with it. What you wanna do is dice up your fish into small sections, maybe the size of a garbanzo bean or no bigger than a one inch square cube. Anyhow, you cut up all this fish and put it into a large flat dish. What you want to do then is you want to put lemon juice into that dish. You don't want to make it swim in the lemon juice, but just enough to cover the fish or to the top of the fish and then you can rotate it. Now, that's your basic cooking that you're going to do with it. This lemon juice, the acids in the lemon juice will cook the fish and you'll see the fish change color while it's doing this. Now, there's a lot of different ways you can season this up to your taste. A lot of people will do it maybe just with a little bit of oregano or garlic or whatever. I like to really dress it up. I like to use a chopped red onions in it. I like to put maybe some salsa in it. If you like a little bit of heat in it, maybe chop up a little bit of a jalapeno and throw it in there. And if you don't like the salsa, maybe a little bit of ketchup in there too works. But as this lemon juice cooks the fish, you will actually see the color of the fish changing. And once it's completely changed color to a, well, a different color, you know that the fish is cooked. The best way I find to serve this is if you get the tostado-style tortillas or on large crackers and just dish this ceviche up onto the crackers. And believe me, this will go fast. It always does at our family get-together. So give this a try and hope it works for you. Well, anyhow, I know in today's show, we covered a lot of ground there, fishing reports, how to take care of your fish, and a recipe. Well, if there's anything you would like to know on this show, as I said at the start of the show, send us an e- email at programming at 963koyt.org, and um, let me know what direction you would like to have this show go in, or if you'd like to come on in and join me, you can do that too. So until our next edition, I'm going to wrap up this portion of the Castaway Show, Good luck and tight lines out there on the water.